We are going to speak today about words that bring life. Words that bring life. You know, words can bring life, Jim, or they can bring death. I mean, a perfect example is you you have a, a, a child that's impressionable, that's learning and whatever and 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 you tell that child hey you're going to turn into be something great you're going to be awesome you're you've got everything you need to really have a great life and you just speak those words of life into them and chances are that's going to bear some fruit it's going to take root and bear fruit or on the other side if you want to bring death to a kid tell them they're not going to amount to anything when they grow up you know, one time the Lord spoke to me by the Spirit, and he said, Son, your words will either be missiles or epistles. Yeah. I mean, we can either speak words of comfort and encouragement, which is, you know, Jesus said that we are the epistles written of God, or we can drop missiles on people, okay? <laughs> so it's a choice. You can it either is. be, you know. Well, we're going to talk today about words that bring life. And, um, you know, have have you ever been reading the bible and uh because we as believers we believe the bible is the word of god okay and and you're going to hear some things that might be a little controversial today but hey just please listen don't cut us off in the middle because we will try to always explain what we mean but anyway I think we've all, anybody that's read the Bible or spent some time in the Bible, they'll read something, and then all of a sudden something will happen, and life jumps up inside of us, in our innermost being. It quickens us. Um, Maybe you didn't even understand what you were reading, but you knew it had life. Have you ever had God speak a word to you that had the same effect? This could come when you're alone in your prayer time. It could come in many, many other ways. God speaks to us in many ways, not just one way. Maybe through someone speaking to you. Prophetically, maybe. A billboard. A billboard, a song, may not even be a a Christian song, or even through many other ways. This is just as much the Word of God as reading the Bible. And Jim's going to read a poem here in a little bit that just really lays it out, what what the Lord's been speaking to me, you know, all morning. Um, Think about this for a second. We're going to talk about what what Christians call the Word of God, which is the Bible, but we're also going to talk about the living Word of God that is available to you now. Yeah, there's the written Word and the living Word. Right. And we're going to talk about the Rhema Word and the Logos Word. We're going to talk about that later on. But think about this for a second. Moses and many before him, and many after him. I mean, you can go through the list. Um, they didn't have a Bible to read, Jim. Hmm. They, had, they had no Bible. Right. They may have had a scroll here or a scroll there, but they did not have a Bible. Think how blessed we are today 
to have a Bible. Yeah, to have the record. Yeah. To have the record. Mm -hmm. But they didn't have it. So guess what? God spoke to them in many different ways. Moses heard the word of God through a burning bush or from the cleft in the rock when he saw the Lord and heard the Lord. And then all the prophets that wrote in the Bible and didn't write in the Bible but were still prophets, they would hear his voice. The, the good news now is truly a, a true prophet should work his way out of or her way out of a job because they should be leading people to the Lord. A true prophet should be leading people to the Lord where they can hear from the Lord for themselves. Yeah, I remember where Paul said, I think it was to the Hebrews, in times past God spoke to us through the prophets. And he was talking about the old times, the Old Testament. He said, but now, but now he speaks to us through the Son. And he was basically saying that if you're the sheep of God, you're going to hear his voice. You know, even the, even the ministry of the prophet is drastically changed because the Old Testament prophet was the only one that really heard the voice of I God. Know. And then he went and carried that to the, the people. But today, um, you know, everybody has the opportunity to hear his voice. I mean, Jesus is very clear when he says, my sheep know my voice, and they'll not follow the voice of another. I don't have this down perfectly, but isn't it in uh, 1 Corinthians 13, the love chapter, it says, when that which is perfect has come, mm -hmm. there's going to be things done away with. Mm -hmm. Right, right. You don't need the office of the prophet when everybody is hearing from the Lord for themselves. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the, the ministry of the prophet today, I believe, just should be, like we were talking this morning, Rich, confirmation yes. of what God has already spoken to, spoke to your heart. Yes. Yeah, that's how a lot of people get into trouble, especially young Christians mm -hmm. that really haven't come into a, an intimate relationship um, with the Lord and understand that they can hear his voice and are hearing his voice. Yes. It's just that the mind is a, is a great enemy until you really grow up into uh, that right. knowledge. Right. Let's just talk about David for a brief moment. You can't read the Psalms and not believe that David heard from the Lord. The Psalms just come alive to me. Mm -hmm. I, I love reading the Psalms. We know that David heard from the Lord. He was a man after God's own heart. The Lord has not stopped talking. And he has not stopped talking to his sons and daughters. Amen. It's today is your day. If you have never had conversations with the Lord, it's time you start today. Today is your day. He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. So guess what? If he spoke to his sons and daughters, I mean, he spoke through angels. He spoke one-on-one. -on -one. I mean, there's many, many ways how the Lord's, the Word of God comes forth today. Didn't he say, be still and know that I am God? Why do you think he said, be still? Because it opens up your ears yes. to listen to the still, small voice. And it is a still, small voice. It yeah. opens up your ears, Jim, and Romans ten seventeen says, so then... Faith comes by hearing. 
and hearing by the Word of God. Does that mean you have to have a preacher to hear the Word of God? No, it's great to have good preachers, and it's great to hear the Word of God through what their sermon is all about. But we have been so dependent upon that that it's time we start hearing the Lord for ourselves. Yeah, wasn't it John that said, uh, uh, the anointing which abideth in you? You have an anointing which abideth in you, which is the Holy Spirit. He said, therefore, you have no need of a man right. to teach you. Right, and that's, that's because the Holy Spirit's verse. our teacher. Yeah, that's right. It's pretty strong. Well, faith comes by hearing. So you, you, you want faith? Start listening <laughs> to true. that word that brings life. Because in this day and age, I think, Jim, we're going to get more and more to the point where we need to hear from God. You better believe it. Because we are living in perilous times right now. Things are just crazy mm-hmm. and i'm telling you i don't know where i would be psychologically yeah <laughs> mentally health you know health wise mental health wise if i didn't have the lord well look at the world most of the world is not hearing the voice of god and look what's happening in the world yeah. men killing men men you know selling the bodies of young children i mean and the list goes on yeah, that word, that word of God, the, the hearing the word of God, faith comes by hearing, is the word rhema. And many of you have heard that word. It's a Greek word for word. But it's, there's rhema and there's logos. They both mean the English word, word. Mm-hmm. Rhema is that which is or has been uttered by the living voice. Don't you want to hear from the living voice? You can. You can. Starting today, you can. Yeah, if you're born again, if you've had a born again experience, um, you got to realize um, that you heard the voice of the Lord. On That's March right. 20th, back in, way back in 1976, um, my whole life changed because I heard God literally speak to me. I heard the Word of God. You know, John said in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. It didn't say in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was King James. Don't misunderstand me. I'm, I'm in the Bible just about every day, and I love the Scriptures. But God is trying to wake his church up in this hour to come up here and hear the living word for themselves. And that's what's encouraging Rich and I to discuss this subject this morning. I think that the Lord made it very clear that this was the subject that he wanted to be brought forth. We're not here saying that we're a doctor of theology. As a matter of fact, neither one of us are. No, we're but just like I said, we're common just a, folk. That's it. We're just a couple of guys that started in the that shed. love the Lord. <laughs> started in the shed. <laughs> But we just, you know, we make it a practice to get before the Lord every day quietly and listen for his voice. Yes. And that could be through meditation. That could be through reading the Bible. That could be through just being still. Mm -hmm. And like Jim said, open up our hearing so that we can hear. Mm -hmm. You know, if you have ears to hear, you're going to (laughs) hear. Yeah, you do. He said, you know, they have ears, but they don't hear. Why would he say that? He's saying he's given the ability to hear to everybody, but they've got to have the desire to turn to the Lord. And it's so, it's so much easier to do one hour on Sunday at church 
and read a couple of scriptures and go home, forget about the Lord the rest of the week. Yep. But your faith is not going to grow in that kind of an environment. No. no. So we have all heard that the Bible is the Word of God. Every Everybody out there that goes to church or whatever has heard that the Bible is the Word of God. But I'm here to share with you today that the Word of God is more than the, the Bible. Amen. Than the book. Yeah. I love the book like you. I love it. You probably heard from God before you ever read one page of the Bible. Absolutely, yeah. I can remember as a kid hearing from God before I had even accepted him as my Lord. Now, we may have called it something else. You know, we may have called it our conscience. Something. Something. God's called something many times. You know, you've heard a guilty conscience and a clean conscience. You know, maybe it was our conscience, but it was God, folks, (laughs) let me tell you. But in reality... God was speaking to you to do the right thing. As a, as a child, I can remember thinking things, and it's like there was always that check. Mm-hmm. Well, that check was God, mm-hmm. <laughs> and he was speaking clearly to you, and you either decided to listen or, like I did many times, I decided to tune him out. Mm-hmm. But we've, you know, we have to understand, we must understand that he loves you so much that he wants to have conversation with you. He wants to commune with you. Let's face it, folks. He lives inside of you. Christ in you, the hope of glory, greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. It's clear in the Bible that you are the temple of God, and he resides in his temple, just like he did in the brick and mortar of Solomon's temple in the Holy of Holies. And he allowed that to be torn down. Yeah, the because re- yeah. there was a better temple coming. Yes, that's exactly right. That's exactly right. I know that there's a lot of people that are waiting for the, a big, magnificent temple to be built over in Israel. Um, I don't know. I mean, there's, there's all kind of different theories on that. Uh, but are they really going to build a bigger and better temple than the one that God is building right no, now in us? No we chance. are the temple of God. I mean, even the Apostle Paul says, for he no longer dwells in buildings made of men's hands. That's right. So sometimes it makes you wonder, I'm not agreeing or disagreeing, but it makes you wonder why we're spending all this time and effort to build this huge building or temple over in Israel. Because... People are looking to the outside, not the inside. God wants us to look to the inside. He has made us that temple. Not made with hands, but by his spirit. Christ in you. Christ in you, the hope of glory. So he's not out there somewhere. Yes, God is everywhere. We understand he's all-powerful and everywhere. But he is living in each and every one of you. And every one of you, whether you believe or not, has been dealt a measure of faith. Yeah. And you're hearing today, it says faith comes by hearing, okay, by hearing the Word of God. And you're hearing the Word of God today. Right. So your faith is being built up if you're receptive to what's being said. Right. You know, there's even times, Rich, just to talk about the mercy and the love of God for his creation. You know, at this particular time when I was in the military coming home, driving 110 mile an hour on the freeway uh, with a couple other uh, guys in the car, we were heading back home for a weekend pass. 
And I remember hearing the voice of God. I was 19 years old, and I heard a voice speaking to me, and it said, slow down, your front tire's going to blow out. And I was driving. I was at 110 mile an hour because I was driving an old um, high, uh, highway patrolman's car. One of my one of my buddies had bought an old highway patrolman's car. It had an interceptor engine in it, a big engine. Um, and I distinctly heard that, even to the point where that's another thing. When you hear the word of God, it's powerful. It's sharper than a two-edged sword. And when I heard that, I was compelled to slow down. Now I could have said. Well, I didn't hear anything and keep speeding up. But there was power in that word that preserved probably my life and the other three men that were in that car with me. So God, you know, frankly, God even speaks to his creation whether they acknowledge him or not. He's always speaking. Even when, even when Adam left the Lord and divorced himself from the Lord, what happened? Did he say, okay, tough luck for you. You're going to hell. No. It said he went searching for Adam, and he said, Adam, where are you? God is always the aggressor. He's always wanting to talk to his children. That's the reason why he identifies himself as father. Father means I have children. Now, I don't know about you. I'm a father, but I'd be very hurt if my two children would never acknowledge me, would never want to talk to me. They always said everything took priority over me. Um, so daddy's saying, let's spend some time together, honey. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> really? And it's funny because it's not like God didn't know where Adam was. <laughs> I mean, whenever God asks you a question, it's for your benefit, yes. not for his. Absolutely. He knows everything. So, yeah, But anyway, uh, Jim has a poem that uh, I'm so glad he didn't share that poem with me before uh, we got to the studio because my notes for this um, broadcast uh, – <laughs> ties right into this poem. I mean, just what you've heard today, uh, Jim and I had just talked about this two hours ago. I mean, this is a fresh word for mm-hmm. now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, first, give you a scripture. John sixteen thirteen says, But when he, the Spirit of truth, the Holy yes. Spirit, when he comes, so he's come, okay, he will guide you into all truth. And he will not speak on his own, but he will speak only what he hears, and he will tell you what is yet to come. So God right there is saying that there's coming a Holy Spirit. You know, when he left the apostles or his disciples, he said, I'm going to go away. They were brokenhearted because they had walked with him for a couple of years, and he said, I'm going to go away. And he said, but don't worry about it. I'm not going to leave you orphans. I'm going to come back to you. And so when they met in the upper room on the day of Pentecost, guess what happened? The Holy Spirit, according to John 16, says, but when the Spirit of truth comes, he will guide you and lead you into all truth. And that Spirit of truth that came was the Lord Jesus yes. Christ from out of glory. And, and that's when the mystery started being revealed of Christ in you, that you were the temple of the living God. And God wants that to come crystal clear to his people in this hour because it is possible we're coming into some challenging days, but like Rich and I are saying, we're not end-day preachers, we're new-day preachers, okay? There's a lot of new light, there's a wonderful day that's coming, a lot of victory, and we don't want to sit here and talk about doom and gloom. We hear enough of that from the people of the world, 
And frankly, we hear a lot of that from a lot of the ministries out there, too. But that's neither here nor there. It's the good news. Yeah. If that's good news, then I need to be – someone needs to talk, <laughs> sit me down and talk to me if all this stuff is good news. The good news is God is alive, yes. and he is not just sitting back on his Idly. Uh, lazy boy recliner, you know, just turning everything over to us. Right. I mean, he is there he is with you. He is in you right now. And he has given, you know, the scriptures and Psalms says that the heavens belong to, the, to God or to the Lord, but he has given earth to man. And I think the reason why the big clarion call today is to hear the voice of God to come up here into the heavenlies. And Rich and I have talked about going up into the heavenlies. It's because God is saying, I have given you the power and the authority in the earth. So what are you going to do about it? First off, we're going to have to hear his voice to follow his, his leadership and his guidance in order to change the, the scenario that's going on in the earth right now. But getting back to the poem that Rich was talking about, uh, on most radio shows, I will read a poem because the Lord gives me poetry whenever I get quiet. And, um, you know, he said, be still and know uh, that I am God. Uh, interesting, be still and know. Yes. That's how you know. When you get still, you mm-hmm. know. You know his voice, and you know he's God. But when I get still, the Lord gives me poetry. But the poem I'm going to read um, today is not one of my poems. It's by a brother named Mr. Robin, and I don't even know who he is. I've never met him. But somehow, this poem got to me through the mail, and it probably was for this occasion this morning, because Amen. Rich was getting the same thing that this poem is saying in poetic form. And it goes like this. Um, Are you living in the past, remembering what Christ said to his disciples way back then? Is this your daily bread? See, there's a lot of people that are in the written word, in the Bible. Bible simply means book. But they're in the book, and they're remembering what Christ said to Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. And that's that's wonderful. I get that. Uh, I've read it many, many times. But the, but, the, but the Holy Ghost is saying through this poem, are you living in the past? Are you remembering what Christ said to the disciples way back then? Is this your daily bread? Does God's word come secondhand, that he's something that he said to another? And has his word just filtered down to you from brother to brother? And then the poem goes on to say, do you think God's mute? forgotten how to speak to his children today and all he says is what he said and he has nothing more to say now we know different than that and then the poem goes on says god is speaking now he speaks the same as first his word was heard in fact and i don't want anybody to be offended but just listen to this by the spirit God's speaking now. He speaks the same as first his word was heard. In fact, King James is not his name. His name is the living word. Who has an eye? Then let them read things that the Bible says. But let him hear who has an ear. Hear God, for he's not dead. God's not just a book of ink and paper, a version or translation of history but he's far greater. He's right now, Revelation. Yes, read the scriptures. They are fine, heavenly words. Anybody's version, you can read anybody's version, that's fine. 
but the Lord Jesus Christ is more than a chapter, verse, and line. Our Lord is a real, live person. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. That is powerful. If anybody wants a copy of that. Yeah. KingdomBuilding73 at gmail.com. Just drop us a line. We'll get you a copy of Jim's poems or anybody else's. Stay tuned for part two.